Welcome to Meant to Be Mama podcast. We are your hosts, Meg and Sarah. Two women with one mission, unpacking the real and raw truths of infertility, pregnancy after loss, motherhood, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us today. We are so glad you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Um, We're so excited for this episode because it's going to be a little bit, um, hopefully, more of an uplifting episode um, about Meg's plan, um, her birth plan, and um, and then we can dive into what my birth plan was and then how I ended up giving birth um, to my baby boy, Knox. Um, so I'm so excited to, to dive into this one because I remember um, towards the end of my pregnancy, I started getting I was definitely nervous about birth, but then like I started doing all sorts of mindset stuff and that was actually like a really beautiful phase of the pregnancy. So how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm really good body-wise, mindset-wise. Um definitely eager for sure, but also like kind of it's so bittersweet cuz I feel like it goes by so fast like this moment that you've waited for for so long and have gone through so many hurdles to get to. And then it comes when, when, and if it comes for those of us, you know, ones that are blessed to do, do be able to, you know, get pregnant. Um, it's just crazy. It's like bittersweet. I'm like, wait, I'm not, I'm like excited because I'm tired and like want to just get back into like a routine and a rhythm. Not that I'm not in that right now, but it's definitely a little bit harder Yeah, at 37 weeks pregnant. Um, yeah, it's, it's bittersweet, but exciting. Um, can't believe I'm already freaking here. So what is, Wild. so what is your plan? Tell, tell us about. Well, okay guys. So, and this is something like we wanted to talk about because I feel like possible, I mean, it doesn't really change much, but in a sense that it does after loss. So for me, um, last time that we were pregnant, I honestly was going to an OB and didn't really like think or cater towards the idea of a midwife. Like I did in a sense, like in the back of my mind, but I was just like, no, I'm just going to go with the hospital and OB, like what the norm is. Um, And then after that loss, I just kind of have this like, trauma inside of me, like being back in a hospital setting. And so when I got pregnant with this baby, I immediately was like, I don't want to give birth in a hospital. I really want to either do a home birth or a birthing center. I just think for my mindset and just like trauma response, like walking into a hospital, any time that had to have done with pregnancy in the past has ended up with a negative result. So like thinking of giving birth at a hospital for me was and has been very like scary in a sense. And it's just my fears, you know, from previous experiences. Um, and so Chris and I went in the beginning, like I, I had the idea of a midwife. At first, I was like, I'm doing a home birth. This is what I want. And then, you know, at the same time, you guys, like, you have to remind yourself when you are pregnant, like you do have a partner, <laughs> you do have like, they have wishes too. And like, even though your body is going through it and you're the one having to do the work, like you want to be fully supported and on the same page when you're going into birth. And so we decided on a birthing center 
and it's it's been great. Like we, I'm trying to like even think back. So we decided that we we're going to do midwife. We had a couple of consults with a few different midwives um, in the beginning, and I encourage you guys, like if you are in this space, like I am, trying to figure out what the heck you want to do, like talk to as many people as possible. I also reached out to a bunch of people who had had home births and or births at a birthing center as well as births in hospital because I wanted to like have a wide range of just experiences. I don't know if that was technically a good thing or a bad thing because people love to tell their (laughs) – did you get that too? Like, Well, I just think that it's so – like I think that that's really awesome that you like did your own research in a sense of like all different kinds of births and like were open to learning about all of them and then like kind of figured out which one would be best for you in the long run. Like I didn't really, I didn't really do a ton of research in that sense. So what did you, was you were at a hospital, right? Yeah. I had a, I had a scheduled C-section. So. Oh yeah. We're like uh, totally opposite. It was like, yeah. I mean, as far in the other direction, but we can talk about mine after. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, so we, and two, like granted, I, I wanted to do my research because one, my husband was the complete opposite. He was like, this is ridiculous. We need to do a a hospital birth. Like what if anything goes wrong? Which understandably so, like he had fears himself. He also went through the losses that I went through and he wants in his mind, you know, in our society, like we're, we're taught like, and it's true. Like it can be like, hospital is the safest place, you know, and he always more so my husband's also a very avid hunter and he always talks about like, you know, the 99% he doesn't think about, he thinks about the 1% in like hunting tags. Like you, you have a 1% chance, you know, (laughs) like he always brings us up when we're talking about like our birth and stuff. And so when we were talking and interviewing midwives, he would always bring up that um, analogy of like, well, what about the 1%? And, um, you know, I think he grounds me and I keep him wild in a sense where I'm like, but it's fine. <laughs> like We have the 99% that has our back, you know, it's going to be great. Um, and so we ended up finding a midwife that we, honestly, it was funny. So we agreed, kind of, I ended up having, I think I talked about this on another episode. I had a scare at 19 weeks where I thought I was in preterm labor and we didn't have a doctor at this point. Like I was halfway through my pregnancy and I had still yet to like confirm an OB or a midwife. I have a friend who I'm So who are you going to? I was at a specialist okay. for until week 11. So And then from 11 to 19, I mean, you didn't have any appointments? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have I mean, my my specialist was like, you have some time. Oh, wow. I do. And this this is better. Like, I have a friend who's a midwife who I have on, like, literally my speed dial. She lives – where does she – I think she's in Virginia now. So I would just – if I had any questions or anything, like, she was my go-to person from 11 to 19 weeks. So we were on the hunt. So to make this sound better, during week 11 to 19, we did go to St. Lucia and we had that trip. So that was, like, a week of that. And then we came back and we did like, I think, three consultations with midwives, um, which was like one every week. Like it was like one person, then another person, then another person. Um, 
And so these were all different like just practices wanna, basically, right? Different, yeah. Okay. Different midwives that w- worked at different places, yeah. And then we were also like consulting with our friends who have done certain things. And I had that scare and I was like, okay, I had to call my husband. And the last midwife that we saw, her name is Robin Poole. We love her. It's who we're seeing now. She, when I had my scare, I really like didn't know what to do. And I called her immediately and I was like, hey, can you please see me? I know I'm not your patient yet, but I don't really have an option. Like something's happening and like I'm really nervous. And so I went in and saw her and she was so great. Um, and then I also called my friend who's a midwife and she's like, Meg, like you got to figure it out. <laughs> like you and Christine to make a decision. And I think that was the hardest thing was like, I wanted one thing so badly and my husband wanted like the hospital birth so badly. And so that's why we weren't like making yeah. a decision. And so, so you when we had that scare, it was kind of... With with the practice yeah. that the practice that I was at, they have OBs and they have midwives. So like it's the same okay. practice, but I worked like I chose to work with a midwife. Um, like in that, they don't have that here. That's they do so at one hospital, I think. Because my friend Erica, she lives in Florida too, and same same thing. She birthed at a hospital with a midwife. Um, and our hospitals don't do that. Like our, our main hospital, at least not that I'm aware of, we do have one in Santa Paula that I know has like a midwifery wing or something that you can go to and they have like birthing suites, um, that's outside of the uh, labor and delivery area, um, that have like bathtubs and stuff in it. So it's like you're in the hospital, but you're also kind of more, you're not like attached to machines and things like that. Um, and then you can like birth in the tub and stuff. So that was an option, but it was just really, it's like, I don't know how far, it's probably like 30 minutes from us or so. And that just worried me, you know? So, so anyway, yeah. So we're, we, with that scare, we just made the decision like, okay, we need to just, my husband was like, okay, Meg, if she is who you like, like if you are the one that's really doing the work, like I will support you and I will be there. And I will educate myself and dive into this with you if that's what you really want to do. Um, and so it's been really great now that we're both like on the same page and that I don't want to say he's accepted the fact that's what's happening, but like he's definitely come to peace with the idea of like, okay, this is what's happening. Um, but it's been awesome. So it's like a, it's pretty much like for those who don't know like what a birthing center is, it's either like you're birthing at your home or their home in a sense. It, it is at a medical office. Um, but like you walk in, there's a living room, there's a dining room, there's a little mini like kitchenette, um, two bedrooms, a bathroom, an ultrasound room, and a tearing room in case you need stitches. Um, so midwives can really do everything that an OB can do besides surgery. So they're going to monitor me go through all the normal things that they would normally do if you were being seen by an OB. Um, And then if there's any risk or anything that um, is worrisome, then they just call an ambulance and send me to the hospital. And I have a backup OB that I've also been seeing as well. How far is the hospital from the birthing center? I think like six minutes. Oh, so it's really close. It's not too far. Yeah. Yeah. And that also gave my husband a peace of mind too, because we where we live, we're about 17 minutes from the hospital. Um, so just knowing like 
I'm either going to be like laboring here and driving to the hospital, or I'm going to be like laboring at the birthing center. And if anything goes wrong, I'm driving to the hospital, you know? So it's kind of gave like that peace of mind that for me as well, that we're closer, but I'm not even thinking about the hospital. I'm like, my body knows exactly what it's doing. Like all my affirmations. You're going to be great. It's crazy. It's going to be perfect. (laughs) That sounds so nice though, compared to I mean, compared to my experience with the C-section, like to go into like a living room and there's a bedroom and like into like a home atmosphere, that sounds, I mean, it sounds incredible. And I know, so like for me, I chose this route because of my fear and then also like knowing that, I don't know, it's just, I, I have this calming sense of peace around like letting my body do what it's supposed to do. Um, But I know for you, like, you were like, no, I want to make sure I'm, like, fully taken care of. Like, nothing happens to my baby. Like, I would love to know, like, how that that mindset, because it's totally different than how mine is, you know? So I got a doula at 30 weeks because I was like – I wanted to give birth in a hospital. There was, like, no ever kind of research in any other way, Um, which I kind of wish I did. I think I still would have wanted to give birth at a hospital, but – um, I just like never opened myself up to any other options. So it was always hospital, but I did want to doula because I really wanted to try to do it unmedicated. And that was like the plan. And I was doing affirmations and I was like listening to all of the podcasts and all of the things. And then at 36 weeks, um, they did my ultrasound. And this I know is a controversial topic, um, because I went down the rabbit hole of like, social media posts and like podcasts and all of the things. So I know, so I, I know at 36 weeks, they said I, the baby was measuring very large, um, which apparently is said to a lot of people. And of course the ultrasounds can be off in either direction. Most oftentimes they are. So at 36 weeks, they said the baby was measuring very large and just started talking to me about a C-section. And I like started crying. And I was like, I don't want a C-section. Like, this is not at all like what I want. And I had a really hard time with it at first. And then I asked to speak with a midwife because I ended up getting transferred to the same practice, but a different office because of the hospital that I had chosen. So I ended up going to like a different office within the same practice, but I started seeing someone different at 36 weeks, which was also a little bit. Was that hard? It was a little jarring. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish that they had told me earlier that if I chose, because I had the choice between a couple different hospitals. So I chose one and I kind of wish they had told me earlier on, like, if you're going to choose this hospital, then we're going to transfer you to the office that like works with that hospital, which they didn't tell me (laughs) until 36 weeks. So that was a little bit, but my doula, she worked uh, very closely with that office and she was very close with the midwife there. So I asked to see the midwife. The midwife was like, don't, she was like, decline another ultrasound. Don't have them do another one at 39 because they wanted to do another one at 39 weeks. Um, so she was like, don't do that because they're going to tell you the baby's too big. So I was like, okay. And then I started listening to all the podcasts. I started reading all the things. It's like the ultrasounds are off and, and all of this stuff. And At 38 weeks, I was like, okay, for me, the most important thing is that the baby is healthy, like is that this baby comes out and is alive. So around 38 weeks, my mind started to be like, let's just be open to like hearing what they're saying. 
So I ended up doing the ultrasound at 39 weeks. They told me the baby was huge, of course, which I knew that they were going to tell me. They also did... They did it like a, I think they did a cervical check, which I could have declined. But at that point I was like, just give me all of the information. I just want to know. <laughs> like, I was like, just tell me everything. So I ended up um, at 39 weeks with a brand new doctor um, that I had never seen before, but I loved him. And I wish that I had just started with him the whole time. And, oh, he was, yeah, he was incredible at 39 weeks. He was like, he was like, and why did they do an ultrasound? And I was like, because they've been telling me that the baby's really big. And he was like, yeah, of course they're going to tell you that. And I was like, okay. And he sat me down. He brought me and my fiance into his office and he talked to us for like 45 minutes. Like, I don't know where he had the time in his day to like talk to us. And he had never met me before, but he was basically like, listen, you can do whatever you want. We can schedule a C-section tomorrow. We can take the baby out via C-section that for you is going to be the safest option. Like that gives you the highest percentage that you and the baby are going to be perfectly fine. You can wait and see if your body goes into labor naturally. You can wait another week and a half, close to two weeks. Or yeah, they were going to give me two weeks. They were going to give me until 41 weeks. So they're like, you can wait another two weeks, um, see if your body goes into labor naturally. They're like the baby, he said the baby is nowhere in this county. (laughs) So like, he was nowhere near close to coming out. So he was like, he's probably not coming soon. We can't tell you that for sure. He could come tomorrow, but he's likely not going to come soon. So you can wait and see if you go into labor naturally or in two weeks, if you don't go into labor naturally, then we'll induce you. What they did say though, is even if the measurement of the ultrasound is off, this baby is going to be big and there's an 85% chance that everything is going to be just fine. You'll push the baby out everything will work perfectly. There's a 15% chance that there could be a shoulder dysplasia that the baby could like- How big was he when he came out? He ended up being eight pounds, five ounces. So they were measuring nine pounds and this was at 39 weeks. So he would have been, he would have been pretty big at four. If I went to 41 weeks, he could have been nine and a half, which you can still absolutely push out. People do it all the time. And they told me like, you can very likely 85% chance or higher that you will push this baby out and you'll be totally fine. For me, that 15% chance scared the shit out of me. Like, yeah. And, and having had a 1% or a less than 1% chance thing happen in my previous pregnancy, I just wasn't willing to take 15 to one. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I wasn't willing to take a 15% chance that something was going to happen. So for me, this, this doctor, he said, you know, you can go out to lunch, like go sleep on it, think about it. We can do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, and I ended up calling him back in two hours and was like, let's just do a C-section. And did you go in the next day? The next day. <laughs> he said, oh my he said, we can take the baby out tomorrow. And I was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Like how crazy though. Like going to bed knowing the next morning you're going to meet your baby. Yeah. They, the, I called him and then the hospital called me back a couple hours later and they were like, okay, we'll see you at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh my God. Um, that night I sat down and got all of our save the dates for our weddings in the mail. (laughs) 
Um, so great. You're like, I have things to do. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we ended up doing. I now I do I do still like eight months later, I do still go back and forth on like like my body could have done it. I wonder what would have happened if I just like trusted my body a little bit more. Um and recovering from a C-section. Of course, we're always going to think of like the what ifs, yeah. you know. Recovering from Normal. a C-section is not fun, but you know, I got my healthy baby boy and and I have to I've had to remind myself like that was my ultimate goal, so that's how it happened. I think that's that's yeah, the biggest thing and and for me too even going into this, like I have all like we have all these hopes and dreams and aspirations of what it's going to be like, but at the end of the day, like we just have to surrender <laughs> and that's something I think with loss and all the things that we've been through and women like us have been through is like the learning of surrendering is so huge and important in this role to motherhood and as beyond in motherhood. Um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of like, this is my plan. This is where my mind is at. But if anything happens, like at the end of the day, you're going to do whatever is best for you, your body, yeah, your health, and your baby. So. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm excited to talk about what actually happened. I know. I know. We shall see. I hope that it just goes all according to plan and that it's quick and and that it's perfect and beautiful. And then you're in this beautiful birthing suite with your brand new baby who I think is going to be a girl. Oh my gosh. She's putting it out there. Um, <laughs> it'll be so exciting. I don't know. I really have no idea. You're not having I, any dreams or anything? I've only had girl dreams. Really? But I think it's a boy. Really? But everyone's telling me that they think it's a boy. Really? Then I saw the ultrasound. This is the last one that we did. It my, it looked very, like, chunky dainty. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, it just, like, had, like, chunky cheeks, but, like, its features looked really dainty. So I'm like, I don't Aww. know. Maybe it is a girl, but... We're happy either way and excited to find out what's in there. Do you guys have – don't tell me, but do you guys have names picked out for each one or a name for either? One for each, yeah. Yeah, we – that's all. So it's like if it comes out and we're like, oh, my gosh, it's not – that's not its name. We have no idea. It'll be nameless for a while. (laughs) But we're hoping that, you know, it comes out and we're like, no, that's who it is. That's them. That's who we've been waiting for, so – Oh, it's so exciting. Oh my goodness. I know. I'm like just waiting. Like we have so much to still finish up at our house and I'm just, I think I'm just literally telling this baby, please just wait for our master bathroom to be done so that I can just lay in there with you in peace <laughs> with no workers or no anything walking in and out. Oh, so, it's going to be so perfect. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear and I can't wait to come on and talk about your birth story too. I can't wait to come on and talk about all of the new baby things. Sometime in March. (laughs) And we'll move this conversation right along to all the fun postpartum things. Yeah. Yeah. All of the postpartum. All right. Well, thank you for chatting with me. Yes. It's honestly the best kind of sometimes when we just chat and get it out and we're good to go. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next episode. See you next episode. 
Thanks for listening. It would mean everything to us if you'd rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us, your hosts, on Instagram at Meg Och, M-E-G-O-C-C-H, and at S-J-Silk, S-J-S-I-L-K, and follow at MeantToBeMama underscore podcast for all podcast-related updates. Our biggest goal is to create community in this space. So feel free to DM us, introduce yourself, and share your stories if you're open to it. You can also find our private Meant to be Mama community by requesting us on Facebook and searching Meant to be Mama podcast community. You can find all of these links in the show notes. See you next episode.